Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the he in 14. Ha <laughs> okay. Ha <laughs> ha. And you guys will learn why soon, shortly. Yeah. yeah. I like to keep you in suspense. Right. Suspense is the name of today's game. I think some people are just not even listening to they're like, that's great. Whatever you want to put the her in. <laughs> some people care. But some people do. Some snodgrasses care, and right. some don't. And so, anyway, my name's Summer Yeager, here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And um, I just wanted to say that I have learned, and I want everyone to know, that if you are on a like bread-baking journey, that the rules don't matter. <laughs> I and thought I'm, you were going to say, there does there is a line. No. In which you cannot... There's no lines. Create... Well, earlier you said that sourdough noodles cross the line. That does. Well, like, that crosses the line in, like, stewarding your time well. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Because, like, what? (laughs) What? I watched this, uh, some girl on YouTube. She was like, what I eat in a day in Italy, living with my Nona. Yeah. And Nona just like cooks all day long, takes a nap in the afternoon and (laughs) And gets up and cooks more. more. I love the Nona, the Italian Nonas. Yeah. I love those videos. The old ladies. I'm like, who does anyone have a job in this family? No, not in Italy. I'm pretty sure no one has a job in Italy. (laughs) They just make pizza and pasta. (laughs) (laughs) And buy pastries from the shop. Yeah. No one's working. Do they take siesta there too? I think. I think are they, they do. Or is that just Spain? I mean, that's. I know siesta. They probably don't call it siesta. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't know. But it seems like there's a lot of napping happening in Europe. There's so much napping. Yeah. It's all the bread they eat in the morning. <laughs> but their bread is different than our bread, because everyone goes over there and they're like, "I ate bread and lost twelve pounds." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, it's because you walked everywhere." You walked everywhere, and they like. The reason why everyone has all day off is because they wake up and they like go fishing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's actually their job. They like have physical labor <laughs> that they go do. I just love watching the videos of the old Nona's. Like, just I love when uh, the grandson or granddaughter is like, "Okay, well, how much how much flour are you putting?" She's like, "I don't know. I put I put," and then she yeah. just like pours however much because she's seen it so many times yeah. she doesn't even have to measure it anymore she's like here's how much i put in yeah <laughs> the same as my mother Listen, yeah <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> my measuring cup is my eyeball <laughs> like what skill anyway i know um but yeah just the more that i make sourdough the more i'm like nothing matters didn't we talk about noodles on another recent podcast is this like a thing i wouldn't know what if we talked about noodle master did we talk about oh yeah no you were that's totally different that was a japanese guy wasn't i know it? totally different type of noodles noodles make the world go round unless you put them in a spiral you're all about to find out why <laughs> that's coming later in the episode. haunted noodles haunted there's haunted <laughs> noodles in this episode oh no all right. Um, anyway, you can leave us a voicemail at 
right? Four six five zero four seven five. Great, great. That's my, it. My phone number starts with a four, so it just still scares me. Yeah. Um, and um, join the Sheologians book club. That's happening at Patreon.com/Sheologians, or just support the show there. I sadly missed the last book club because yeah. my child was throwing up, and I really did miss it. Like. Later yeah. that day, I was like, man, I had so many things that we read that I wanted to talk about. Um, I know. Those were good. Well, they I was going to say they were good for chapters. I assigned another four. I needed to ask you how many but, we so were So we're, I mean, we're just... We're cruising we're through. We're cruising through this book, too. So if you hear this and you're like, oh, I'm too late. You don't want to join the book midway through. That's fair. It's not too late, but that's fair <laughs> if you don't want to. So it's 11 through 15 next week? Yeah. Um. Yes. Is that but four? that um. <laughs> no. 11, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's fourteen. Yeah. Through fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Um. Math is hard. Um. But that being said, we're going to be on to a net a new book soon enough. Book so club is just. I just enjoy it. I. It's yeah. not even the book. It's the people in the book club that we're talking to when mm-hmm. we read. That I just. They're just fun. Yep. Anyway. Love you, ladies. Missed you this week. See you next week. Although by the time you listen to this, it won't even matter. So <laughs> Again, theologians and their timelines. You know our timelines. Time is a flat circle. Anyway. Um, Have you felt, how are you confused? Then we've done our job. <laughs> if we've made you feel all kinds of crazy, then welcome. And everything's going according to plan. Um, so... That we've already recorded our interview with our friends from the Haunted Cosmos, and um, we are going to talk about all things weird and how to view that as Christians. And so enjoy the interview. So as you guys can tell from literally everything else I posted about this episode, we are joined today by two of our friends. They're about to be friends of the show uh, from Utah. We are joined today. You've heard us talk about him. And by that, I mean, you all have messaged me 85 times to say, who did your outro song? And I was like, hey, check out Brian. Oh, no. Save? Did I, is that, did I do it? I answered a suave, sauve, <laughs> sauve. Sauve <laughs> is, the, is the technically correct pronunciation, but you know, I'm. Okay. Is it French? I'm not particular. What are you doing? What is that? It is French. It means saved in French. So it's actually a cool word. Aww. Yeah, that's yeah, a- <laughs> yeah. Aw. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. How precious. <laughs> precious. Save means saved. Okay. Jaeger means hunter. And then Joy's last name is Hunter. So. Yeah. Wow. I know. And yeah. We both mm-hmm. married into that. Right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> All right. That's we are joined awesome. by Brian Sauve and Mr. Ben Garrett. And you guys are about to do something really cool, I think. I kind of explain this to my husband as it sounds like your Utah crew is about to kind of start like what we would think of as cultish. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, like a little bit with a, twi- yeah. with a twist, oh, yeah. but like with oh, yeah, a twist, yeah. you know? So tell us about it's, it. It's an overlap. It's, we feel very akin to cultish. Yeah. We've actually reached out to Jeremiah as well and talked to them a few times they're more coming from this kind of analytical apologetic angle. Oh and yeah. We're coming into this 40 and high strangeness world from a storytelling okay. curiosity where we're not cool. always going to have the answer at the end of the day. Yeah. I, sure. I can't emphasize enough how little analysis we actually. Have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Perfect. Yeah, Jerry would die if he wasn't allowed to do that part of cultish. So, (laughs) okay. But he's uh, one of a kind. When Ben, when you first reached out about this podcast, you used the word 14. Is that how you say uh, it? Yeah. I think that I I may have typoed. I meant to say 14. I don't. T E A N. I don't. You know, you you typed it right. But what what is that? Ah, so 14 refers to a guy named, what's his name? Charlie? Charles Fort. I call him Charlie. We're on a, yeah, he's we're on a on first name basis. He's dead. Long, long, long time. Yeah. Okay, got it. He's, got he's it. long dead. Uh, Charlie Fort, Charles Fort. And he was a reporter in America who used to do these newspaper stories about really weird stuff that happened. I mean, everything from, you know, uh, there's this town in Kentucky where some frogs rained. Yeah. It, is, uh, it rained frogs. Uh-huh. And, and he was like, oh, I guess I'll write that down. And then... <laughs> Someone saw a ghost that someone's grandma saw a ghost. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll write that down. I'll too. write sure. that down. And so 14 kind of became this category of event that uh, it may not be supernatural, but it's strange. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, okay. it's just really highly strange. And so that's kind of how we fit into that category. We're telling highly strange stories. Yeah, everything from the show's called Haunted Cosmos. It's coming out March 15th, 2023 for the first time. And uh, it's a show we've put more work into than anything we've ever done. Yeah. It's intensely sound designed. Ooh, so there's a cool. lot of storytelling. You'll hear what's going on underneath. There's spooky music in the background. Spooky music. I and basically, spooky music. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> We're just yeah. saying, look, what, what's going on with alien encounters and what's going on with Bigfoot sightings and what's going on with ghosts and like, what are the demons up to today? Well, why are they, why do people see sea monsters all the time? Yeah. What are mermaids? Well, sea are monsters are real. Are they, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our first episode is is basically, yes, sea monsters are real yes. in the Bible. Atlantis was them. real for sure. And it was a Nephilim city that was oh, built wow. by the Watchers from Genesis 6. I wow. 100% believe that, actually. I mean, me yes. too, with absolutely yes. no second like, thought. I don't, Not at all. I actually don't question that whatsoever. Um, I also think that the Sphinx, um, I think the Egyptians lied about it. And it was actually created earlier and that originally it was a lion's head that was like yeah. a pre-Noah type thing. And then the Egyptians were like, let's make this look like a pharaoh. Anyway, that's a yeah. whole other. That's why the proportions are so that's off. A, thank I, you. A lot that's of people why. think it's actually a mummified lion. I think we actually yeah. just found a new host. <laughs> <laughs> I thought show. I wasn't really into the weird stuff, but apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, if you ever need some. swing with the sphinx. <laughs> if you that ever need awesome. some female, some female narrators, just you'll know where to go. Well, right now when we're sound designing the stories, it's like, you know, in the background, you'll hear Ben pretending to be a little girl saying like, what's that, mama? <laughs> Come here. So maybe we, 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 we would could be up our honored. Production. Yeah, honored. sign me up. I'm ready. <laughs> Great. Okay, but That's so per- here's we'll pick you up on it. what I can tell you guys is the question that you are 100% going to get is mm. like, I thought you were Christian. So why are you even into or worried about all that stuff? Such a good question. It is. Brian, it is. why don't you take it away? Start, well, start us off. Yeah, we, we anticipated that because it, it is a fair question when you look at the scriptures and it forbids things like witchcraft and it forbids, you know, reckoning with demonic spirits. You're not supposed to appeal to those sorts of sources for knowledge. But I, I think that there's a few reasons that it's necessary for Christians to get involved in this space. Mm-hmm. One of them being the absolute explosion in interest in like for for lack of a better word, just high strangeness stuff. Yeah. Aliens, 
Sasquatch, ghosts. I mean, you can look. The Travel Channel somehow became a channel dedicated 100% to ghosts. I know. Such a good channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. And I think what you're seeing there is this vacuum that opened up with the materialism, the rise of materialism in Western culture. Mm. And materialism is dumb. And yeah. it doesn't explain right. the real world. Yeah. Right. So people are saying these things seem real. We have credible witnesses who are saying they've seen everything from Bigfoot to ghosts to aliens. Mm. And so Christians should be able to step in and say, look, someone is going to lie to you about what those actually are. Mm-hmm. We can tell you. We can name those things. Yeah. yeah. The the materi- materialism provides this utterly unsatisfying view of the world that everyone knows is complete nonsense if they just think about it for more than five seconds. <laughs> and so now people have a hunger for something that they know is there, but that they can't explain, which is stuff that you can't see. Yeah. Like it, it's clearly there, but no one knows what it is anymore. And so the forces of darkness are going to try really hard to lay claim to that hunger that people yeah. have and steer them in the wrong direction. Mm. And so we're like, okay, well, Christians ought to be able yeah. to speak authoritatively on this and lead people towards a road of light and joy mm-hmm. that ultimately would lead to Christ. Not ignoring those questions yeah. and the hunger for those answers, but also being really careful not to send them down a path of destruction. Yeah. Sure. I think there's schemes that are playing out that are pretty transparent and obvious to a Christian with the Bible open. When you look at things like alien encounters and the messages that those you know, supposed extraterrestrial beings have brought yeah. to, to humanity. Yeah. They're like, oh, Jesus was one of us and just believe yeah. in some warmed over Gnosticism. Mm. And to us, we look at that and say, that's no different than the demonic activity that was present biblically in the Babylonian time. It's just repackaged for a materialist technological culture. Right. And so Christians need to get in there and say, look, don't have anything to do with these beings. Mm-hmm. Don't seek out encounters with them. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to name them. But the Bible does not shy away from that. Right. You know, you look at Samuel, the, the ghost of Samuel or the spirit of Samuel being called up. Mm-hmm. You look at the the demonically oppressed little a girl in the book of Acts who's basically prophesying for profit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you look at God telling Israel to stop worshiping the goat demons yeah, when they're in the world. I mean, what? What is going on there? Yeah. He doesn't say they're not real. He's, he says, stop worshiping. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You guys need to chill. Yeah. You when you try to make contact in. with something, you'll make contact with something. Right. Eventually. Yeah. 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 The, the, the DMT thing that's going around uh-huh. where people are tripping on DMT and having encounters mm-hmm. with, you know, DMT vision beings. I'm it's just amazing going, how they all look demons. similar and yeah. they have the same message and their message yeah, usually exactly. involves something about Jesus, which is really coincidental. No, really weird. Or it's about some, you know, humans transcending to a new plane of existence yep. because, oh, you're actually right. There is only just material stuff. And all that's happening right now that you think is supernatural is just something that you haven't figured out yet. So if you can just transcend to mm. this next higher plane, suddenly you'll be like a divine being like we are. Yeah. So mm. the, the messages are varied, but yeah, I mean, they're all focused around trying to destroy the message of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think there is a... So if we're going to base how we view the world and the supernatural on a Christian worldview... Isn't it supremely like unsatisfying when there is no definitive answer? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and there's some so you know one of the one of the life verses I suppose of 
haunted cosmos is in Proverbs where Solomon says that it's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the glory of kings to search them out. Mm. So there, there's just this reality that the Lord has hidden all of these mysteries and intricate, glorious truths mm. in his world. Mm. And, and that includes the visible and, and the invisible. And then he put this innate hunger within humanity to figure things out. Like mm-hmm. to, to get down to the bottom of things. And that's why we invent. And that's why we dig big holes in the earth and <laughs> try to figure <Yeah>. out <laughs> how to transform materials that we dig up into cell phones and in, in, in automobiles. And, and there's just something that God put in us, that curiosity. And I, I think it's important that we, we understand that that's a creational, it's not a, a bug, that's a feature. Yeah. But that also that, that itself has been corrupted by sin. And but so you need to be grace, careful. But grace restores, grace restores the nature. nature. So if, if grace restores nature and you're still curious after yeah. you're a Christian, then it, it's very likely that it's not overtly sinful to wonder about these things yeah. and try to find answers that will glorify God, all the while being careful not to get deceived yourself. Mm. <laughs> but man, there are things that we've you know, dug up in the research. We've already produced basically the whole first season of this show. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, it, it's uh, the things we've we've dug up. There are absolutely mysteries there where you say, what in the heck is that about? <laughs> I thought when we started the show, I was so sure that we were going to get to the end of season one and I was going to be like, you know, like, Nothing yeah, else. this is fun, but, <laughs> but yeah, or there's really not that much here. Like there's not, a, no, 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 no. I'm so much less hinged now <laughs> after season one. <laughs> there's so much more here than I thought. Yeah. All of a sudden you start looking at things like math and numbers yeah. and the the intricate mysteries that God has hidden there, and then the, the and sounds of yes. like sound being some tangible tool in the unseen realm that we can only hear a reflection of that shapes, but it, it actually has a shape to it. So very, I I uh, I watched a TikTok the other day of a physicist, an atheist physicist, which is important for what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. who was making the case. And this is crazy, but he was making the case from a physics, so from a materialist standpoint, that when you have a thought in your head that you do not say out loud, that we now know because of some physics thing that I don't understand, that your thought actually transfers, I believe was the word he used, into another dimension before it comes back to you. And he was trying to explain what he says is the science behind it. And this sounds crazy, but part of me was just like, I actually know that there's a supernatural being that can hear my thoughts. So mm. that's not that crazy to me. Right. Yeah. That's fascinating. In some ways, the, the, the mysteries, uh, it's like, it's a very weird dynamic because there's a lot of ways where the, the world does know a lot. And then there's so many ways in which they're foolish in like mm-hmm. obvious ways, yeah. but they're coming yeah. to foolishness. Yeah. And then, in, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, just to borrow one of their words, this as, as we uh, go down this road, I'm sure Christians will maybe come up with better language regarding this topic, but mm. even just to use the word supernatural. Right. We believe in the supernatural. Right. If anyone Oh yeah. On the planet believes in the supernatural. Yeah. Um again, there's probably a better word for that maybe somewhere down the road, but but we believe in things that are supernatural, not yeah. natural, not 
material. Tangible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love that word. I mean, I think supernatural, it's, it exists super. It's on top of the nat. It's, it's right. something other than the natural. And it, it, to me, it's like, again, why would Christians be fearful of giving answers to some of these things when we believe Colossians 1, 15, 18, that Christ made all things, whether visible or invisible, mm. whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were made through him and for him. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, he, he is the he is the one who went down into the, the realms of the dead and returned. Mm. He's the one who has the keys of death and Sheol. I mean, that's the Lord that we worship. And yeah. so we're not fearful. We are actually the ones who are to go into those places that are saturated with darkness, where demonic entities are attempting to deceive and destroy and steal and kill and frustrate the work of God, deface the image of God in man because mm. they hate God. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones who are supposed to go in and be salt, be light, illuminate those corners. That happens when we exercise the human uh, dominion uh, authority of naming things. Mm-hmm. Like Adam named the things. That was something he did. We go in and we name them. We say, look, that's not an extraterrestrial being. That's an ancient, undying, maleficent spiritual being that is recycling the same lies to try and deceive you and keep you from the knowledge of the Holy One. Right. So we should be able to, to go in and say, right. hey, we're, we're the ones that have the tools. Don't be taken in by, because there's a million podcasts and YouTube channels in this space that speculate and really end up functioning as a PR wing for the demons. Right. Yeah. Right. I think my discontentment with the word supernatural is that it, 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 in, it has a really limited scope of what, what is natural. Right. It says that only stuff that you can see and touch and smell is what's natural and everything else is somehow above that. And I think that really there's only one thing supernatural in the universe and that is the God who created it. Ooh, right. everything else is natural. Right. Oh, that's it's a just, framework. Right yeah, there. it's just stuff that we can't understand yet. So you're saying that there's this, the, the distinction we should be making is creature creator. Yeah, that's that natural, supernatural. Created stuff, whether spiritual or, un, and maybe then spiritual yeah. created stuff. Now within, and yeah, physical exactly. Stuff like within stuff. a reference frame that you have, you're going to have things that seem quote supernatural, but it's because it's spiritually based mm. and it's not an embodied soul like we are. One is versus two is like Right. Yeah. We were just yeah. talking yeah. about that yesterday on Apologia radio. We we're talking about one versus two. Yeah. There is oh, yeah. either everything is creator either one creation, or yeah. there is creator and creation. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that fundamental distinction is the basis of right thinking about every discipline of human thought and investigation, recognizing that distinction between the creator and the creation. Yeah. And that also helps you have the the proper boundaries in your mind where it is the glory of kings to seek a thing out. But but a, a king cannot find everything unless his name is Jesus Christ. Right. And so we have to train our affections in our sniff test to figure out where is a hard boundary that God has placed either on the world that can give us information or on our own human intellect and then be content with that. Because actually there is a lot of satisfaction in maintaining some level of mystery. Oh, absolutely. It keeps you enchanted with the world that God made. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and we, um, I think currently we have this, a lot of it has to do with, I think evolutionary thinking and the education that a lot of us received, but we tend to think, of ourselves as like the most updated version of a human, like the yeah. best, oh, yeah. most current yeah. model. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and so I think, um, 
we get it in our head nowadays, especially that we just know mm-hmm. what there is to know. Mm-hmm. And in, in some ways, I think we know plenty. <laughs> I think sure. we know enough sure. to say, maybe that's not what you think it is. Uh-huh. Maybe you're seeing something else and there's mm-hmm. the power of suggestion. We obviously know a lot about the human brain, mm-hmm. but we don't, we know also nothing about it. Um, yeah. But I, <laughs> I do think we are, we're very uh, prone to leaning towards, mm-hmm. we know everything. If there was something out there, mm-hmm. we would, we would find it. We would know that right. it's there. We would know um, it exists. And of course we would have properly labeled it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are it, the stars angels? Yes. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I think that black holes are fallen angels oh. that are bound in chains and are forced to maintain the structure of God's universe as punishment because they want to rebel against him, but they can't. And if you listen to the sound of a black hole, because uh-huh. it does emit some level of radiation that you can listen to, uh-huh. it sounds like screeching. So it's like a void of utter darkness where there's gnashing of teeth. I thought uh, I was the only person that tried to find, like, go find YouTube videos of what black holes sound like. <laughs> you, you just tapped into Ben's, like, least hinged side. Some of it. Where the stars are black holes, or the black holes are, are the, the chained spirits of You know, man. I got I to tell you, though, there was a, a man that uh, I grew up with, and he is really into outer space and he is my father and he <laughs> he would um send me albums literal albums that nasa made and it's just the sounds that the stars make mm. oh, this yeah. is so weird but my dad would be like this is the most heavenly thing you've ever heard and as i've grown older i'm like was my dad trying to tell me that he has a medieval cosmology he just like <laughs> wasn't saying it out loud he was just like subtly influencing me <laughs> well, like, if, he, if he does have a medieval cosmology okay common james white w yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, yes leveled up just levels up you know that that is a good point though that when you think about things like the ancient the ancients way of thinking about things and their their method of investigation sometimes i think we make this error that because we've ex, we've labeled something or explained the cause and effect interaction of some physical process we think that we understand it yeah. right <laughs> you know but right. like the strong and weak nuclear force or the way lightning forms you know we we take these numinous things and we give them like scientific descriptions. And then we sort of conclude that we now understand the thing. Well, it's even, <laughs> even like you're talking no. about, like it's like a fake form of dominion, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, yeah. you know, someone who, who isn't really taking dominion in the biblical way is only doing a counterfeit version of it mm-hmm. um, where we're like, oh, we put a name on that. So now we know what there is to know. Uh, I'm basically Adam. I named the thing. (laughs) And isn't that so, isn't that so post enlightenment thinking? And it's funny that you bring up this medieval cosmology because it's like, I find myself more and more skeptical all the time of post enlightenment thinking. Oh yeah, all I mean, the time. us too. You know, th- those are the L deal, don't you understand? Yeah, those are the, that's Oyarsa. Yeah, that, hello. Uh, so, so tell us about um, tell us about the Hollow Earth. Oh man, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Numbers. Oh. Seventeen, or Numbers something versus thirty to thirty-five. And it's the it's the rebellion of the sons of Korah. It's Korah's rebellion. Okay. And and at the end of that tale, 
that history, it says that the earth opened up and swallowed them alive into Sheol. And then later in, I think it's in Deuteronomy when Moses is giving his recap, he indicates that they're still alive. Mm. Okay. We had so many spirited discussions about this exact theory of Ben. So, of course, the earth is hollow. (laughs) It's not even a question. (laughs) At least least part of it. Yeah. I think at least I'm not not talking. It's not an eggshell. When people think hollow earth, sometimes they're like, oh, it's an eggshell and it's all empty. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. I think what we're saying is that there, there is at least good evidence that there may be some sort of caverns. We know that Sheol is in the belly of the earth. Right. Mm. Because that's where Christ descended. Okay. And, he, and every, every, on the earth and within the earth, everyone bows the knee to him. We know that Sheol is in the belly of the earth. So what is that? Is it just a hunk of mass that you can't see through? That would be stupid. Is it just, is it just a <laughs> metaphor for a spiritual thing? No, it's real. We also know that, that we, I mean, if you subscribe to a Heiserin type view of mm. Genesis 6 through 11, mm. then you know that the watchers that fell and mated with the daughters of men were chained in the earth. The Tartarus. Yeah. And a lot of people think that that's at the base of Mount Hermon. Why do they think that it's at the base of Mount Hermon? Because Mount Hermon in Second Temple Judaism especially was the focal point of demonic activity. And then anything north of that was the realm of the of the demon gods. That's why like Babylon's the enemy from the North, Gog and Magog type things in, in Ezekiel as well. So I, I think that it's just really foolish to say, to look at the at something specifically like the sons of Korah and their punishment being swallowed into the earth. The, let's look at some hard evidence and then say that didn't happen. Or say it happened, but then Moses was wrong later when he indicated that they went alive into Sheol. Or some sort of, you know, metaphor. They ended up Yeah, like they died by falling into it. But that's not what the text says. The text never once says that they die. What's interesting about the hollow earth, too, because there's some debatable matters when you get into the Sheol as imagery, you know, that sort of thing. There are strange stories, though, with credible witnesses in, you know, across time and space and disconnected from each other that tell very, very interesting and compelling stories about strange encounters in uh, the caverns and depths of the earth. Yeah. And, and, oh, I yeah. I've, I've, spent, I've spent no. some time talking about the people that go missing in <laughs> public parks. Mm-hmm. National oh, yeah. Parks. Missing 411. Uh-huh. 411 oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I've I covered that. You what? Have you guys done 411? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, I thought I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Isn't the author's name Greg Pakaitis? Gre- Isn't that his... No, Greg Pakaitis is from Parks and Rec. That's from Parks and Rec. That's from Parks and Rec. You're talking about Politis. 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 Tomato, tomato. Who was the investigator and then he turned and did this study of missing persons. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, well, we've covered that. I definitely had a while where I was like, man, the Wendigo is just obviously a demon. Oh, yeah. Just oh, clearly. No yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think most of it I is. I took us on a side um, tangent. Number 16 is the chapter. By number, the way. Thank number you. 16. Number 16. Yes. Number 17 might be might mention the goat demon. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Maybe there's I'm, just a lot going on there. I may be getting totally mixed <laughs> up. Is that Azazel? That, or is that uh, well, yeah. Azazel, I think, is the original Hebrew of the uh, goat demon. Or maybe Shemyasa. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going or why I brought that up at this point. Um, where was it that Moses said they were still alive? I want to write this down. Okay, so it's somewhere in Deuteronomy. And I, man, 
What That's all right. I, I have should have. Google. I shouldn't written this down. As you but know, we're the most updated humans, so we can just Google things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a hey, really good point. I'm gonna Google it. But just it's somewhere in Deuteronomy, and and the, I mean, really, the the plain reading of the text seems to indicate that they at least did not immediately die when they were inside the earth, if not still alive even at that point. Right. Which was somewhere around you know thirty to forty years later. Are you talking about in Numbers twenty six nine and ten? where it says they're recounting, oh, it's also in Deuteronomy 11, ah, 6, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them in the midst of all Israel. And then in uh, Psalm 106, 17, it says the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, covered the company of Abiram. And then in Numbers 26, it says, oh yeah, there's Korah. He was not among the company. Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died. No, where is it? Okay, I, I lost it. Well, yeah. I thought I had the verse. We're just going to believe you. We just look like charlatans. <laughs> it was num- I think it's numbers 26, 9, and 10 is what you're referring to. The, the real problem is that in our episodes that we've produced, Hollow Earth is still on our list. Yeah, we haven't. Even we haven't done our episode on it, so it's still in R and D. This is a great for preview. sure. This is a great preview. I'm, well, I but have you done your episode on spirals? I've oh. mentioned it in an episode. Spirals are evil to me. <laughs> uh, are you about to talk about it, like people that go to Sedona and then they wake up and there's like weird drawings in the, the sand vortex. of vortexes? Yeah, I mean, because like, we live well, really you, close to, go. we live really close to the vortexes, whatever those are. Go. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, if you look at the history of the spiral uh, through Celtic myth, Greek myth, and then Sumerian legend, it always represents the earth mother goddess who's in the form of a serpent. Oh. And you can look at silver chair for stuff like that where... It's referenced. Yeah, uh, it, it's heavily referenced in silver chair. Connection to Lilith, the Lilith demon. And, and um, so... It, the history of the spiral is certainly evil. Obviously, you can draw a spiral today, and I'd, I, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> this the symbolism related to the serpent. Like my kid drew a spiral with a crayon the other day. It, I don't it, think he's like a serpent goddess. As long as it wasn't like over and over and over and over again, right? Then it would be creepy for like a number of reasons. Is it? Is it also the the one Ben where there's in Matthew? Oh the yeah. Cross. So no, it's it's before the cross uh-huh. when Jesus is getting beaten by the Roman uh, horde, mm-hmm. by the Roman soldiers, the Greek word that's used to describe the surrounding soldiers mm-hmm. of Christ is the is the Greek word for spiral. So it's like a, obvious serpent imagery. It's a serpent image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matthew was wanting us to connect this with the serpent bruising Christ's heel before he crushes the head. They're coiled. But wow. it can certainly mean more than that. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the math, I think the math episode that we're still... In the R and D, the R&D. numbers and math. There's so much. If you look at the way that the pagans interact in numbers and math, they have the sacred geometry. Yeah, there's a whole world of spiritual connection, at least in their mind, to math and numbers. Yeah, and it's so fascinating the way that the Lord architected the universe around these. You know, you can describe with abstract numbers. The workings of creation, right? Yeah. You can predict the workings of creation. That's fascinating to me. When you get into a numerical representation of the spiral, which would be like the Fibonacci sequence, mm-hmm. uh, you get this golden ratio of spirality 
And then you can use that clearly for beautiful things. I mean, mm. it's been used in architecture to, to make stuff that's just objectively lovely, but it's also been used in music, like by the band Tool to make Lateralis, to communicate a feeling of desperation, mm. a feeling of woe, uh, like being at the end at the end of your rope. By the way, that is a really cool song. Did you just make a tool reference? Yeah, I was not really expecting cool. that. Undeniably cool song. I feel like it's but probably not it, the first time that's happened on our show. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it uses the Fibonacci sequence to help structure the song. Yeah, and so by the end of the song, it uh, really it really does feel like you're descending. Actually, well, for the first half, you're descending into the spiral, and then at the end, you're supposed to be uh, ascending through the spiral, almost to like a nirvanic type state. Wow, That's which really they were really cool. into. They were really into that. Yeah, they were. Really so they into meant that. something spiritual. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. No question. Yeah, I do wow. think uh, there's a. I should know a lot about the uh, just the fractals that are right. in nature oh. and the science of fractals. And um, our friend Jason Lyle has a lot on that. By the way, if you're still in oh, R, yeah. if you're still we'll in R and D, you need to yes. hear what he's talked about. Um, with fractals in the universe, and you have know, you ever seen the Mandelbrot set? I cannot. You, I cannot explain to you how many of those my dad has in his life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually yeah, lost. Yeah, I was count. just gonna. Yeah, just plant a seed, <laughs> dear listener. Check out the Mandelbrot set. Yes, Very yes. I, Lyle has a ton of yeah. of uh, stuff on the Mandelbrot mm. and uh, what that means, and um, I. I'm sad to say that I don't remember any of it, but I... We're going to have to dig into that. I, yeah. I only read Jason Lyle's stuff on, like, Distant Starlight and... Oh, it's really... My cool. Guy Lyle. It sounds like he's got My more. Guy Lyle. My Guy, <laughs> <Your> guy Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> got him on speed dial? <laughs> My dad well, does. Your dad does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone around I'm sure, here does. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he does, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. we definitely have... Uh, and it's just... It's funny how... Um, so... In our book club, the Sheologians book club, we're reading The Pastor's Wife by Sabina Wormbrand. And um, she kind of mentioned just very in passing how um, there's a lot in scripture that points to just the significance of numbers in the universe. It was such a passing comment, hmm. um, but she was Jew she's Jewish. And uh, obviously there's whole portions of the of Jews that are really into what the Old Testament and all the numbers and all right. this and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what would you guys say the line is? Because we know some of it is just silly. Like you can't, mm -hmm. we're not going to go around our day being like, oh, I I saw a number seven this morning. So that's <laughs> yeah. the perfect number. And now my day is going to be wonderful. How does a Christian analyze the fact that God obviously has constructed and engineered our universe to work in such a way that it is logical. It's rational. You can make predictions um, without tipping into stuff like that. I think one of the big lines that you have to continue to uphold is this kind of epistemic humility, a humility about how, what you know, the extent of your knowledge and how you, you attain that knowledge. So when you have an epistemic humility as like a foundation under your feet where you say, you, you just kind of wave the white flag from the beginning and say, I'm not God. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ, not in me. And yet he's given me these senses and rational ability to investigate the universe and essentially given his blessing to go investigate. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, glory of kings to search it out. But then when you make a distinction and you say, I'm always going to keep before my mind the distinction between what I think, what I'm speculating about, and what I know. 
So mm. it, it's it's okay to have a conjecture about a thing, an interesting topic, a good conversation with you know friends and cigars and. It, it, those are fun. Bigfoot neon yeah. signs. But, you, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna say and plant our flag. I know for certain right. that this conclusion of mine is yeah. entirely reliable. I think it's important to maintain mm. the even the verbal. I think this this is an interesting idea. This could be true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, something that's compelling to you is is fine. I think the other thing would be the principle of making haste slowly. So realizing that, take numbers, for example, I think that the ancient mind really did understand numbers better than we do in Mm. a deeper sense. But we also genuinely do understand numbers. The difference is that we don't understand it as much in that sense that we may or may not have before. And Mm. so denying that it's there, denying that that deeper sense is real is foolish, but also then having the hubris to say that, well, I now know how to use it is equally as foolish. So I think buckle up, be along for the ride, glorify God as you discover these wonderful things in the universe, but also don't think that you have the skills or the, the the epistemic uh, capability to use these things that we just don't know how to use, especially, especially when you realize that it's an embattled world. Mm -hmm. So everything that you see numbers, uh, the sun, when it rises in the morning, everything that you see is being fought over by forces of darkness and forces of light. And we know the forces of light will win, but that doesn't mean that the darkness can't still trick people. So I, yeah, I think the epistemic humility is key. And then making haste slowly, seek to understand, but don't seek to do so in such a way that you forget your principles, which is, am I glorifying God or not? And the basis of that can be found in the perspicuity of scripture. Mm. Yeah. You you don't have to be a genius to know if you're glorifying God. You can just look to the Bible to yeah. see if you're glorifying. It's it's right. interesting as well to, to see the way that God gives different people different interests. Yeah. Like Ben has a background in in math, in engineering school, and you know very good at math, top of his class. In that's not true. You know, high level math classes. Number one went to Yale, Harvard. <laughs> oh, in math at the same time. In math classes, I was top of my class. Yeah, I in engineering, I was not. not in engineering, but in math particularly. And you clearly have this interest in math that is higher than my interest in math, frankly. And it's not a subject like words. I was good at words, numbers and stuff. Yeah. Which are just words rearranged. Man, that's, con- <laughs> I am interested in them, but Wait. there's a natural interest there you're following. Well, Did you I just mean, say the, numbers the, are words rearranged? Yeah, really. I guess I should <laughs> say words are actually more like numbers rearranged. Hmm. If God what? wrote the cosmos in the language of mathematics. Oh, wow. And then we then take the power of word over the rest of creation, we don't speak numbers over creation unless we're doing calculations, which would, we have to go, actually, this is a big idea. We have to go back to the foundation of language, which is mathematics, before we can speak our own language over a thing authoithetively, like wow. building a building, for example. We are, we are now, right now this live, brand new territory. you're hearing us <laughs> begin the process of outlining an episode. You're hearing us try to keep epistemic humility. Yeah, the right. other day, um, I used my fingers to figure out seven plus four. So I have no <laughs> idea, so no clue I'm what so you just you. said. <laughs> Isn't it such a gift that we have fingers that can help us count things oh, regularly? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I man. I will perform a calculation and, and Ben will say, that's not actually the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I look so. at joy before I say a number. 
Like before oh I God. say my age, I like panic, look over my your, microphone your and Joy. Phone number. <laughs> yeah, my phone <laughs> number. I'm like, what is Joy? <laughs> Telepathically read me my phone number right now, please. Pass me a note. I have to start at my firstborn child. Yeah. And say their birthdays in order uh-huh. or I cannot remember their birthdays. And even oh, the, absolutely literally not. on my firstborn's birth certificate in the hospital, I filled out the birth certificate and I put my wife's birthday wrong oh by my. one day. Oh, yeah. We had to legally amend the birth certificate. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very smart. That's and, a kick in the And this is how like really Lexi is able to give yeah. wisdom to girls on how to be patient with their husbands. Yeah. She's like, listen she to what my husband did. She still <laughs> says, what's my birthday, Brian? What do you say? I say not November 23rd. That's for sure. It's actually the day C.S. Lewis died and JFK was assassinated. I like how you know So that. I should know. First. I should remember this. I mean, Sleep JFK was assassinated by who, Brian? Oh, I think we all know it was the it was CIA. CIA. Oh, I mean, absolutely. sorry to get your podcast censored, but... No, I mean, we actually... <laughs> well, it technically was a cultish Sheologians crossover, but we have had this conversation oh, before. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I'm so I proud did. of you. Guys. One, <laughs> 100%. Oh, Lee Harvey Oswald, so please. Oh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what a bunch of lies. And MLK... Oh, <laughs> okay. At, All least, right. at least three shooters. The rifling on the yeah. barrel doesn't even match the, the guy gun. in the bush. When the you guys decide to do that episode, just let us know. Oh, yeah. It's, on. it's, you know a, it's, it's a crossover on. episode week for yes. sure. We schedule it today. <laughs> we schedule it today. <laughs> oh. Well, actually, you guys said that your first episode drops March 15th. March yes. 15th. Okay. Yep. Well, that Wednesday. will be. That'll be two days from when people hear this. So this oh, was excellent. Oh man, that's great. This was excellent timing. Um, I have one more question. As yeah. long as everyone's opening to answer, open, opening to answer it, open to answering it. Absolutely. Um, Is it awkward? Let's do it. Um. <laughs> Oh, the context of this question is everything else that was said in this oh. episode. Oh no! Just as a reminder to any of you. Um, <laughs> Whenever you preface it this much, I cannot wait. I'm scared. What? I'm so <laughs> excited. What is the most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to you? Oh no! Oh, that's a good question. Mine is not scary at all. Okay, no, yeah, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't, and this is again, this is con. This is contextualized by sometimes we don't know things. Sometimes mm-hmm. there is an explanation and we just don't know. So, you know. Yeah. So we have gotten tons of people who have, since we announced we we're going to do the show, have messaged in. And, and part of our uh, supporter club thing that we're going to do will include a lot of those stories. Patreon. It'll be, yeah. Pay, that's the word I was looking well, for. Well, this is why, this is why, uh, this topic creates such a community around it because mm-hmm. most people yeah. have a story or they have, a family story or something, something mm-hmm. unexplainable. And we all have this weird bond like you, yes. like anytime someone tells a story about a weird thing, all of a sudden everyone in the room is telling their story oh, yeah. of a weird thing. But well, so why don't we go with not scary? Yeah. Uh, mine's not scary or at all supernatural. Okay. I just still don't understand because my life has been completely boring in this, in the supernatural sense. I'm interested in it. But I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen a UFO. Like I have family members who claim up and down that they've seen U- U- uh, UAP and all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. For me, I went solo backpacking in the high Uintas a couple years back. And so I'm camping out at night by myself up in the mountains, like 10,000 feet. 
And I woke up in the morning with a chipmunk on my head. Wow. And I have no idea what kind of drugs this chipmunk was doing. Demon chipmunk. But I almost died. Like I thought I think that's scary. I thought it was over. I thought this the squatch had gotten me or some, you know, you go out you go out in the woods and then you think about every serial killer podcast you've ever listened to. Yeah. And so that and was a it. I woke up. There's a chipmunk on my head. Like on your face. I'm saying like I'm in a mummy bag. The top of my head, the crown of my head is sticking out of the bag. Okay. And all of a sudden, I feel what feels like a hand clamp down on my head. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I'm, no, thank and, you. And where I'm situated, it was at a, a wall lake up in the Uintas. So I was on a cliff ledge that was like 15 feet down to the water. Mm. And then a cliff on my other side mm. and an approach from, from one direction that you could walk up. But it was the ter- most terrifying thing because I literally thought it was a hand. Oh, and yeah. and then I flung my of course, I flung my head up and I'm like, where's my gun? And mm. uh, and it was right there. But I thought, well, he would see it. The yeah. serial killer. Yeah. But then, no, it was a literal chipmunk. Wow. That then leapt off and it. He, but still, the chipmunk went like four feet away and he looked at me like, do you have any peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will do it again. I still I send it back. And so I thought that that's that is not unexplainable at all. It's weird though. It's the best I've got, Brian. It's super I think weird. That deserves its own episode. Yeah, the that's, there you go. Question: uh, uh, The haunted chip. <laughs> mine is. I don't remember it at all. It was, but in my mom's belly when I was still in utero. Oh. Uh, she was dehydrated one day, and she had amniotic fluid that congealed, and it messed it messed me up a lot, like in utero. So they went in to get an ultrasound, and the operator was like really nervous she went to get the doctor the doctor comes back and they break the news to my <gasps> parents that i had a massive hole in my stomach and this is like late this is wow. almost full term oh this is not good and they were like yeah the, the i mean he's he's not going to make it and oh. you should probably you might want to consider termination because oh. it could kill you of course yeah yeah what doctor yeah wouldn't yeah say that so they you know obviously they were like well no that's stupid my mm. mom was like, I'd rather just die. So, cause she's a Chad queen, but <laughs> obviously, uh, so I had this big hole in my stomach. They didn't know if it was a hole or if it was two stomachs, either way, they were like, this is really bad. He's not going to make it. Wow. Pair to say goodbye after a few minutes. Oh. And, uh, they did another ultrasound ended up being like a couple days before my mom went into labor and they, it was just gone. Wow. They had no way of like, they got a whole team of specialists in. Wow. And they could not understand it. They looked at the wow. old footage. They looked at the new footage and they were like, I have no idea. Wow. So, That's amazing. That's a miracle. That, praise God. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're telling me. I'm glad that this would not be happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, you know, pretty unexplainable. Yeah, that is. that is. Praise God. Wow. I'm so glad you have one stomach, dude. Hey. Yeah. And guys, it works, I guess. I don't know. I wish I had not time. asking, but like, it's great. <laughs> it, it does work. Great, Thank awesome. You. <laughs> he does have some weird fingers on one hand. I kind of, yeah, I have. Can you guys see our camera? No, like, no. Okay, well, yeah. I have, I'm missing a lot of fingers because yeah. of the amniotic fluid, actually. So. And it's funny because you own a woodworking company and everyone assumes. Yeah. That you're no, just that you, uh, <laughs> an incompetent just, woodworker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, actually not that at all. I'm not an incompetent That's woodworker. Hilarious. I am an incompetent woodworking business owner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's for a different day. What about what about the sheologians? Oh yeah, I have um I wouldn't have had this word for it, but 
when I was probably 10 or 11, um, I was experiencing some pretty bad sleep paralysis. I didn't know that's what it was. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I just remember being awake and not being able to move. And that was really, really scary. And I started praying, obviously. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, but I knew that I was not under a conviction of sin. Like I, mm. I knew that I had not repented of my sin, but I started praying and I was praying and I was praying because I just felt like it was it, sleep paralysis is really scary. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And, you know, I like I said, I was like 10 or 11 um, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And what is unexplainable and weird is that eventually what I started, what I believed without any, I didn't talk to anyone about it because I didn't know this was something anybody experienced. I thought maybe I was just having a bad dream. But um, I eventually started <laughs> making appeals um, to whatever was happening to me on the basis of my dad. I was hmm. like, I know that I don't have Jesus, but I was like, there's someone in the next room who does. So like, I appealed to that. And wow. whatever epic. was happening to me, like, would immediately stop. Like wow. I was, was just like, I know I was going to say, this is totally <laughs> ammunition for the Presbyterians. Is it? <laughs> wow. The power of the covenant. I was like, why are you telling them this? It's, just, it's the only, it's unexplainable. It's, I you know, I don't know, you know, people have different mm -hmm. opinions on sleep paralysis and whatever that was. Yeah. But I just, as a child who I knew I was not saved, like I mm -hmm. was like, I sin and I'm not sorry. Like, I don't feel sorry. I wish I felt sorry, kind of, but I don't. Yeah. Um, was And I knew that. Like, I knew that much as a 10 or 11-year-old. And um, I just, I don't know why, but I was just like, yo, my dad is in the next room. Yeah. Get. It, like, that get was kind buck. of like where <laughs> I was at. Um, and wow. that totally actually, for whatever was happening, maybe, you know, was sufficient and I can't explain that. There's actually that a lot of uh, oh good. That's there's crazy. a lot of instances of people who experience sleep paralysis like ending the event mm -hmm. by calling on, on the name, the name of, of Jesus, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like whether or not they yeah are actually but my, believers my or not. My 10-year-old self was like ooh, ooh, I'm, I'm going to work with what I got I here. I'm not repentant <laughs> yeah. and I know yeah. it. Right. So like but hey wow. there's this guy over here that's really like on the other side of the right. wall. If he were to Dr. come in here, you'd be he's in got big a sword. trouble. Dr. White is going to pull up in his RV. He's going to come down here and say, you guys stop saying Presbyterian things. Um, <laughs> uh, man, that is, we, what episode did we, we do? Episode, episode four. Is sleep four. Okay. Oh, all right. What a fascinating, uh -huh. I mean, what, and I the mean. whole spiritual element, like you said, Joy, of the calling on the name of Jesus, even some people who were not Christians. Yeah. Yeah. It seems at least. Uh -huh. So what's interesting to me is this question of, you know, because nothing happens but by the permission of God. Right. Does the Lord allow some of these things as a means of turning the enemy's schemes on his own head mm. and using them to actually end up drawing people to Christ mm -hmm. by allowing them to experience the reality of the demonic? Yeah. Yeah. I do think that there was a period of my life where I was... I think that I was a Christian, mm -hmm. like full on regenerate Christian. And yet I was in such like backslidden sin. Mm. And mm -hmm. and I, re I genuinely believe that mm -hmm. God gave me a taste of the consequence of it. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, 
I was despair. Mm -hmm. I, it was like epitome of depression, despair, pain, yeah. all of it. Like I hated myself, but I wouldn't just stop, mm -hmm. you know, until, and then finally one day it was like a limit or, you know, like a pressure relief valve or something. I was like, I'm done. And, and that whole time, I genuinely think that like, if I had died, I, I think that the Lord would have had mercy on me. Right. And, and I, and I think that I was saved, but to answer your question, yes, Absolutely. I do. I do yeah. think that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've had other people tell me that they were Christians, but, um, they were, you know, hiding, living with some sort of sin that they were not dealing with. Uh, and that that was the period of their life that they experienced sleep paralysis and, um, they felt that it was some sort of demonic oppression that was happening in their life. And mm. uh, I think the three people that have shared that with me have all said that when they repented, uh, it hasn't happened since. It stopped. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, well, if God allowed the affliction of Job, who was blameless, how much yeah. more someone like yeah. us who's not, in a word, not blameless. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just, well, we just talked about on one episode. A recent episode about like I don't know. about um <laughs> like does does God uh physically mm. discipline us? Yeah. Like we kind of get this idea that because like a big hand doesn't come out and swat us on the butt out of heaven, <laughs> we think that that doesn't happen, but it definitely does. And there's many means oh, that yeah. he he uses for that. But um yeah, I I have yeah. um I had a, I was, had a scarier, I had a lot of ex scary experiences when I was young, but, um, I think the most unexplainable experience I ever had, because the scary ones, I think I know the explanation <laughs> as scary as it was, I'm pretty sure I know what caused it. Um, but, uh, one time my mom and I were sitting in the backyard and on like a lounger, like an outdoor lounger mm -hmm. and so she we we're facing each other so we're facing opposite directions and i'm i can see the moon like up behind her head and then all of a sudden i see this enormous moon oh. that probably i mean uh, maybe like 10 of the regular moon could fit in <laughs> but it was almost like a perfect replica oh it was it looked just like the, cheesy a picture everything. of a moon like with little holes and crackles and you know and it just what like fell it fell like a star um, out of the sky and then past the skyline and it was so fast that like by the time i was like mom what is that like she turned and it had already fallen dude and, that's, um, that's wild <laughs> and i have like a you know, they call that a flashbulb memory where you can actually like See picture it. in your mind yeah. the, mm -hmm. the event happening and not that memories are always the most reliable. Sure. But I, I, but I cannot explain to you because I'm like, if that, if that had happened, surely someone else would have experienced mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. it would have made the newspaper, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was in the you, '90s, you so not think. the internet. But did, did you happen to be at Skinwalker Ranch? In yeah, right. No this kidding. happened. Yeah. I was in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, no way, wow. Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix lights. <laughs> yeah, it but yeah, that Phoenix. was it. Was a Phoenix, <laughs> right? But yeah, that's the most the giant moon that I saw. That's <laughs> it's so the most weird. unexplainable you thing. That's, I know. Just, that's, the, that's the weirdest one. <laughs> Both of you kind of jealous. Y'all experiences that one. Dang. I mean, summer. Yours doesn't. Yours sounds horrible. It actually sounds. Oh yeah, seriously. Oh, it was the, the terrible. Moon, but <laughs> geez, hindsight, 
pretty interesting. Hindsight very, In hindsight. Hindsight very interesting. Started. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I've never told my dad that. Maybe I just did, but anyway. Um. <laughs> the, whatever was messing with you was like, all right. And oh, then he went over and he yeah. debated your dad. Yeah. If, Dr. <laughs> if, if he listens to this episode, it's going to be a roller coaster. And he <laughs> wants <laughs> Yeah. Whatever was whatever was happening to me, it did not want to happen to my dad. So it right. was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Don't on. tell on me. And We're then out. I was gone. It was like, wait, wait, he's over in the Forget it. James White. Forget it. Oh, I'm out. I'm out of here. This was James Black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. All right. Tell us again. Oh. Tell us one more time when your show is coming out, what it's called, yes. where people can Haunted. find it. Haunted Cosmos is the name of the show. The- March 15th. TheHauntedCosmos.com. Yes. Oh, you got a website and everything? It will be live by the time your episode comes out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Right now it'll just be under construction. (laughs) With an ocean in the back. Yeah. Great, because I just typed that in and I was like, ooh. Oh, it does have an ocean in the background. That's very relaxing. Which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It'll have more than that by the time this episode releases. March 15th, everywhere podcasts are found, Haunted Cosmos. We're going to have about a... 12 minute intro episode explaining the project and it's actually got some spooky stuff it's in it so too. good and then a week after that episodes start dropping every two weeks for yep. season one every yep. two weeks awesome well i'm looking forward to it yeah you guys we'll definitely interested sure. me enough um especially if you're what's the first episode about oh it's high strangeness on the high seas i yes. cannot wait that's mm. you, atlantis that's salt. my number <laughs> I mean, I already know what Atlantis was, but anyway, wait, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. If you say <laughs> say one word, what I think, what is it? What do, What know? do you mean? Are you going to say one word? One structure? word. No, 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 no. I, I, I think know. I'm going to leave that. No, I do. I I have my opinion on what it oh. is. Oh. oh man, dang it! We summer have, we summer have loves mysteries. Before we recorded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's re- let's but, run it back. Let's run it back. <laughs> yeah, Summer loves mysteries and she loves the ocean. So, so if, that combination. Yeah. Oh, ocean man. mysteries are kind of like my thing. But anyway, okay. I am so with you on that. They they are so terrifying and interesting. Oh, I love it. I mean, yeah. it is absolutely terrifying. Um, I, Elasophobia. I 100% believe there's all kinds of stuff yeah. down there that we just don't know about. And absolutely. I agree. But okay, well, we I definitely like know, we definitely know there's stuff that... Uh, that people have thought has been gone for a really long time and then it just like shows up in a fish market. No, yeah, like, it's Wait absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the coelacanth. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like, absolutely it's there. 60 million years. Oh, uh, just kidding. It's actually alive right now. Check me. And I caught one. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely here. all there. I believe in that. And um, mm. I hope in the new heavens and the new earth, I'm like that. Just if you guys want to find me, I'm at the ocean. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, will there be an ocean? Yes, know? there will. Will be. we have gills? I actually did. <laughs> I did ask my pastor once. I was like, Jeff, I, you know, there's that verse in Revelation. Like, is there really not going to be an ocean? And then he was like chomping on his lunch, and he was like, "Let me give you seven reasons why there'll be an ocean." And I was like, "Sweet, okay." And it has he to would. be seven. Yeah, because that's, that's a perfect, so number. A perfect okay, number. That's it. I have to end this. Thanks, you guys, yeah. so much for coming on. This was awesome. Thank you. you guys catch the Haunted Cosmos March fifteenth. Yes, thank thanks you for having us on. It was an honor. Good, yeah, pleasure. Good. And uh, I'll see you when you invite us on season two for our crossover episode. Okay, bye. It's on. Perfect. It's on. <laughs> Wasn't that great? It's such a so fun. <laughs> this is our favorite thing that we always forget about, like having to. <laughs> the worst is when the interview is over because it's like, well, that was fun. I don't know yeah. what else to say. I <laughs> right. had a great time. That was exactly what we planned. <laughs>
feel natural. <laughs> Quick smile. <laughs> Make it candid. Um, no, I'm really. I mean, based... I feel like we could have continued talking we, about. We didn't even get to ghosts. And that's oh, like yeah, where I'm didn't. at. We didn't get I'm to like ghosts. super into ghosts right now. You're into ghosts right now. Tell what does that mean? How does one be into a ghost? What does that mean? Are we gonna start a whole other episode? <sighs> I'm right, just quick, guys. <laughs> We're talking about ghosts. <laughs> Welcome to the ghost hunter part of the episode. <laughs> um No, I'm just so interested because it's um I you know, I think people are experiencing something. Mm. Um but sometimes I do think it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes it's its just, well, so if, so if another person can't see the ghost, it's sort of like a singular experience you're having, but you're experiencing it with another thing. Okay. Um, I also just wonder how many people are lying. Yeah. I also just wonder um, how deceptive the enemy is when it comes to its packaging and how it... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, would sort of uh, deceive you and lure you in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just uh, it really taps into my my love Curiosity. for how people think. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Hmm. I just really, I think it's like one of the most commonly experienced phenomena. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we didn't get to which is fine. We can yeah. just have them on again. Yeah. And I'm sure they're gonna have a ghost. Oh yeah, they'll have episode. a ghost episode for sure. If not just for sure. Multiple episodes where ghosts make appearances. Right. Um but yeah, and I just I always I also start to think about just like the cultural lore around ghosts and yeah. how there are like specific spirits and specific cultures and kind of leads you to believe that like if a bunch of uh, this is not necessarily the case all the time, mm-hmm. but like if a bunch of people are mm-hmm. having um, are, yeah. a similar experience and they're reporting something similar, people who don't know each other, people who don't. Right. There's something happening there. And I do think sometimes it's cultural, like it is very cultural. Like there's a reason why yep. um, there's a pretty marked, if we're talking like UFOs. Right. There's a pretty uh, marked report in just their appearance. After the sort of sci-fi boom in America, they started, you started hearing more reports of them looking a certain type of way and all that sort of thing. And it's like, does that mean that there's a psychological component? Does it mean that... Power of influence. Or is there... mm -hmm. I mean, if you, I don't know, if you were looking to deceive someone, Mm -hmm. would you appear something familiar to them? Yes. Anyway... Just a thought. I mean, I have endless thoughts about ghosts right now. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's like so what many. I think about a lot most times. Okay. And then it's all it's all like twisted up in this like big knot mm-hmm. about the Salem witch trials and right. So uh, I think about that a lot. I actually, that's think, where we're at. I think about the lost city of Atlantis a lot, actually. Yeah. But I have a lot of thoughts on that. That also. Um, dragons were real they were just t-rexes but anyway uh that's my opinion um 
Well, that's it. You can leave us a voicemail. <laughs> tell us There's your, our thoughts. Tell us your unexplainable story. <laughs> There'll be a ton of them. <laughs> 470-465-0475. And we will see you all next week. See ya. Donnie's righteous, no, not one. All I've turned and gone astray. The way of peace we had not known. The sweetest grace we have been shown. We were weak at the right time for the ungodly.